Is God a loving person? Or is he an angry old man who wants to punish us? What caused the destruction of the mighty Roman Empire? Will he send plagues and floods to destroy other countries? Is there such a thing as personal freedom and responsibility? Or are we victims of blind chance? Who was responsible for the escalation of events that led to the death of Jesus Christ? And does any of it really matter? What is God really like? Pastor John Carter looks below the surface and helps us to understand the big issues of the cultural revolution, sin, death, and freedom. Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. I'm so glad today to have you with me as a part of this program. This is a tremendous subject. I'm, I'm just telling you. Now, yesterday, now this is our home here in Australia where we are at present. Though, as you know, we travel a fair bit around the world. This little plaque here comes from South Korea. When we were visiting South Korea some years ago, they gave it to us as a gift of love. And so yesterday I decided I was going to make my own little pulpit. So I got out some of my old books. I've got books down here that are 175 years old. I finally found a purpose for them. <laughs> and so I made this. And so I can stand up today and I can proclaim to you the word of the Lord. Welcome today to the program. Is the God of the Bible a wrathful God or a loving God? Everything I'm going to say today is based upon the revelation that we find in the Holy Scriptures. I believe that the Word of God is our ultimate and our final authority. I believe in the great uh, principle of the Protestant Reformation, sola scriptura, not the church, not some committee, but the Holy Spirit speaking through the Word of God. Now let me read you a text here from the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 and uh, 18. These are the words of the great apostle Paul. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We are saved through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. But listen to the next verse. Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God. For the wrath of God, some call it in English countries, the wrath of God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now this was written by one of the greatest, greatest scholars in the history of the world, 
written by the great Jewish scholar, the Apostle Paul. Let me answer this question that was put to me years ago. Is God just a big, loving, soft teddy bear? We were having a discussion group in my church in Los Angeles and a man was coming to church. He got up and gave a testimony. He said, my God is a big, soft, loving, cuddly teddy bear. He wasn't altogether wrong. He didn't go far enough. But he was trying to say that he believed that the God that he worshipped and the God of the Bible was a very loving person. Now, I want to put this to you today. The God of the Bible is a loving and kind person. You know John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Now, there's such a thing as perishing, and that's tied in with the wrath of God. So he shall not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest teaching in the Bible is not about the wrath of God or even the justice of God. The greatest truth in the Bible is that God loves people. He doesn't just love churchy people. God loves people who are outside the church. God is a very loving and a very kind and a very nice person. Isn't the wrath of God a pagan idea? Well, of course, the person there is talking against the doctrine of the scriptures that talks about Christ becoming sin for us and bearing the wrath of God. Now, I can understand the question. It's a very good question. Many Christians have been accused of the terrible doctrine uh, of, of appeasing God that God is this far distant, righteous, holy God and God has got to have a, a, blood, a blood sacrifice to appease his wrath. I don't believe in that. I believe that God was in Christ. God was in Christ bearing our, own, our, our sin. I believe that God took his own medicine and suffered his own justice against sin. Now, years ago, I was in India and went to Calcutta. I went to this tremendous Hindu temple and I saw there a blood sacrifice. I saw the priest bringing a goat and he slit the throat of the goat and, and the blood poured out. This was done to appease the anger of the gods. I don't believe in a God whose anger needs to be appeased as the pagans do. I believe in a righteous God. I believe in a loving God. What does the Christian gospel say about the wrath of God? The Christian gospel, I imagine, is the most misunderstood teaching in the whole of the world. Not everything that says gospel is gospel. Now, the word gospel, as most people know, 
is simply the Greek word for good news. The gospel is not primarily about you or about me. The gospel is about God and what God has already done for us in the person of Christ. The gospel is the good news of God that he is incredibly kind and loving and that God is an amazing person. I'm coming over here to Romans chapter 5 and verses 6 down to 9. Please listen to these words. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. That means every one of us because we are all ungodly. The Bible says that Christ died for you and Christ died for me and no person is too bad for God. Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified or declared righteous by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. The Bible here talks about the love of God. It talks about the sacrifice of Christ for our sins. And the Bible tells us that Christ died for us to save us from the wrath of God. When I was a boy going to Avondale College, now calling itself by the grace of the Australian government Avondale University, I listened to a man who would come from the United States of America to preach to us. He was a big, tall man. He was the founder of the great voice of prophecy worldwide radio broadcast. His name was Pastor HMS Richards. Wow, what a, what a sermon he preached. His sermon was called The Unsparing God. And his text was found in the scriptures in 2 Peter 2, where Peter says, if God did not spare the angels. HMS asked the rhetorical question, if he didn't spare the angels because God is just, would he spare us if we do the same sins? And then he quoted Peter in the next verse where Peter says, if God did not spare the people who lived in the days of Noah, but sent the flood. And then he came down further, if God did not spare the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so HMS Richards painted this tremendous picture of God, the unsparing God. You know why he's unsparing, don't you? Because God is righteous and God has holy wrath. Now, we don't have holy wrath. We just get... We just get cranky. But God has a holy reaction against sin, which is bringing suffering and destroying the universe. And then at last, he got us to turn over to the book of Romans. And I'm going, I'm going to turn to this passage. And then I'm going to get back to the question that, that was asked by Wayne. Romans chapter 8 
and verse 31 and 32, dear hearts and gentle people. Here it is, Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? HMS Richard spoke about the unsparing God. When Christ took the sin of the world upon himself, God could not spare his own, his own son. So the sermon was called, and it has stayed in my mind for, for so many years, the unsparing God. It got deep down inside me. And for the first time in my life, I discovered the truth about the atonement. And I thank God for that sermon that I heard. Was Jesus Christ an angel, a man, or was he God? Is Jesus an angel, or is he a superman? Who is this person who was born of the Blessed Virgin Mary? And who was this person who was nailed to the cross? Now, I'm going to come over here to the gospel according to John the fisherman. Some say this is the greatest book that was ever written in the history of the human race. It says here, I'm going to read it to you. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos, and the Word was with God. He was with God the Father. And then it says the Word was God. It doesn't mean he was the same as his Father, but he was of the same essence and uh, the same nature. This is absolutely incredible. This is absolutely amazing. He was in the beginning with God, verse 2. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Jesus Christ was more than a good man. Jesus Christ was the God-man. Jesus Christ was the almighty creator, come down to this earth, born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. If I had time, I'd take you over here to John chapter 8, where Jesus is having an altercation with the Jewish leaders who were always out to criticize him and out to attack him. And Jesus said in John chapter 8, right at the end of the chapter, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Amazing. Before Abraham was, I am. And immediately they understood what he was saying and they took up stones to kill him because he was claiming divinity. He was quoting from Exodus where Almighty God Yahweh Elohim calls himself, I am that I am. So listen to me. This little baby who was born in Bethlehem, this strong young carpenter who was nailed to the cross. He was more than just a good man. He was the God man. 
Have we seen God's holy wrath at any point in history? Now, I know it is politically incorrect to talk about the wrath of God and God dealing with nations and with individuals. I know in today's super sensitive, politically correct, truth-denying generation, this is theological suicide. So be it. Let me read you the text of the, of the great theologian, the great Jewish scholar, the Apostle Paul. And I'm coming to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 down to 18. Here it is. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the good news. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, also for the Greek. This gospel, if you believe it, my friend, is the power of God. If you let God come into your life, if you believe in Christ, you will be transformed by the power of God. I say to you, believe in the God who believes in you. Let me keep reading. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Verse 17 and 18 says, for in it, in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now here is the text that makes the devil mad. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The Bible talks about the wrath of God. And it says that the wrath of God was demonstrated against those people who turned away from God and in their blind hatred of God broke the law of God. It talks about the wrath of God. So we come back to my friend in Los Angeles, in my church in Arcadia. And here we're having this small group, having a Bible study. This man says, my God is a teddy bear. He's big and he's soft and he's cuddly. And I say to him, yes, God is like a teddy bear on occasions because when we want comfort, he is there because God is full of love and compassion. God is not like some religious people who are cold and frigid, the chosen frozen. <laughs> You've heard about them. <laughs> the frozen chosen and the chosen frozen. No, God is not like that. God is a warm, loving person and he loves you so much that in the person of Christ, he went to the cross for you. But the Bible tells me God has got a holy, righteous indignation that results in judgment against sin. So the Bible talks about the wrath of God. Are people personally responsible for their sins? I don't believe in the ideas that are floating around the, the television sets today and around the world. The man is simply a victim of blind chance. I don't believe that stuff. As my old father used to say, 
and he, his forebears came from Ireland, he used to call that hooey. <laughs> That's just a lot of hooey. We are personally responsible. We are made in the image of God. And God has given to us this amazing, exciting gift of freedom of choice. And because we have freedom of choice, we are going to be judged by the decisions that we made. And so the Bible said concerning the ancient Romans that the wrath of God was manifested against those people who violated willingly the laws of their creator. Let me turn to you, uh, turn for you to Romans chapter 1 and verses 18 to 20. Now these words are written in the context of the Roman Empire. That's why the book is called Book of Romans. Romans 1, 18 to 20. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now, folks, I can't get away from it. I can't just tone it down and say, well, look, there's no such thing as the wrath of God. If you do this, you deny scripture, for the wrath of God is revealed. And verse 19 and 20 says, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, the Bible makes the astonishing claim that the great power of God is manifested in the great works of creation. Now, you've seen this new telescope that's floating out there in space, haven't you? It's looking back towards the beginning of time. And every time it sends a picture back to the earth, they've discovered another billion stars. They're finding new galaxies. It's overwhelming. And even atheists are saying, hey, how did this just start? How can we say that this just created itself? In the universe, we see the mighty hand of God. Did you know this? Now, I want you to listen to me. Did you know this? This is a profound truth. The whole universe is so finely tuned that there is evidence of a great master designer. Let me give you just a little bit of evidence without getting you bogged down in scientific detail. At the beginning of the universe, when creation, as recorded in Genesis chapter 1, 1, took place, four great forces came into, into being. And let me see if I can remember them. One was gravity. Yes, one was electromagnetism. The next one was the strong nuclear force. And the last one was the weak nuclear force. These forces 
hold the universe together. Scientists of all description, whether they're believers or whether they're communists or atheists, whatever, they tell us this, that if these great forces had been out of sync <laughs> by one quadrillionth of 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 one quadrillionth by one percent, the universe would have either blown up or else it would have imploded. How could this just happen? And this is why over the years, people who have been studying these things have come to the conclusion that there must be an almighty God and there is a great designer. The most amazing thing is this, that this almighty God who made this immense cosmos with billions of galaxies, billions of galaxies, yes, made up of trillions of suns, moons, planets. This almighty God was born of the Blessed Virgin Mary, lived among us and went to the cross. What does this tell me about God? He is tremendously powerful, but he is tremendously loving. Then arises the question, how can such a loving God have wrath? That's the big question, and we're going to answer that by the grace of God in the next segment. Please stay with us. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. John Carter reports, We have seen God's power as the gospel of Christ has been proclaimed in Africa, India, Russia, Ukraine, Cuba, El Salvador, and many other places. We invite you to partner with us in proclaiming Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. Right today to the Carter Report. P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. That's The Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to The Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. That's The Carter Report. P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. Thank you for your generous support. We look forward to hearing from you soon. May God richly bless you.
For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.